Welcome to our study of the authority of the Bible. Do you believe the Adam and Eve story? Did Jesus believe it? In yesterday's program, we discussed some scriptures that showed that Jesus certainly believed that God made man and made woman, and he taught the principle of marriage from that creation story. Today, we want to ask, what did Paul believe about the creation story? Well, did he ever say anything about it? He did. He wrote to young Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 2, beginning with verse 13. He wrote, For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Is it important that Paul believed the creation story? He was a man and could have been wrong. Was Paul always right? Was he speaking for God? Well, first of all, we need to ponder this question. How many books in the New Testament did Paul write? Well, there are 27 New Testament books, and Paul wrote 13 of them. Think of this. If he was wrong about creation and believed a false story about a first man and a first woman, then I'm not sure that we can trust him about anything. Paul was a man who claimed to be inspired by God in what he wrote. He told the Corinthians that if anyone thought he was spiritual or a prophet, he ought to acknowledge that what Paul was writing was the commandment of the Lord. Now, he spoke with such authority about the origin of his gospel, claiming that he got this revelation directly from Jesus Christ, that now when he talks about Adam and Eve, if he was wrong, then how can we possibly trust him? Here's a man who wrote almost half of the New Testament books. And if he was wrong about Adam and Eve, that discredits him, and we cannot trust him. If he was not inspired when he wrote to Timothy about Adam and Eve, can we be sure that his other writings are inspired? Is Paul wrong? Let's look at something else he wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In verse 20, Paul writes, But now... Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. Paul, do you believe in the Adam and Eve story? In this text, he mentions Adam and connects him with sin as he compares him to Christ, who brought life. Did Paul believe the Genesis story? Well, he implies that he did, because here he says that by a man came death. And the only place you read about that in the old writings of the Jews is in the book of Genesis. Man sinned, and God promised that if he sinned, By disobedience, he would die. And he did. Sin came by disobedience. What the Bible teaches about sin is based on the Genesis account and the disobedience of Adam and Eve. 
someone might accuse me of drawing too many conclusions from just a few passages, but let's read on in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where Paul writes in verse 45, So also it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man is from the earth, earthly. The second man is from heaven. As is the earthly, so also are those who are earthy. And as is the heavenly, so also are those who are heavenly. And and just as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. What did Paul believe about early man? He believed there was one man made by God, made out of dust. He was made of the earth. Why did he believe that? Because Moses told us the story about how God made Adam from dust. What happens in the grave? There, our bodies return to dust. We were made from it, and to dust we return. Paul here compares the first man, or the first Adam, with the second man. The second one came from heaven. He was Jesus Christ. He was spiritual. He took on a human body. But his origin was heaven. What did the apostle Paul believe about the first man and woman? There is no doubt that he believed in the literal creation of Adam and Eve. By whom? By God. And so did Jesus. When Paul wrote 1 Corinthians 15, he was under a burden to prove that there is a resurrection. Some of the Corinthians were inclined not to believe that. Oh, they believed in the resurrection of Jesus, but they knew he was different. He had come from heaven, and he was God the Son. But they said, how is it possible for us who decay, whose bodies become more and more corruptible and diseased and finally wither away and we die? How is it possible for such human bodies to be resurrected? Well, when Paul wrote 1 Corinthians 15, he intended to prove that there is a general resurrection of all believers, that they would get back their bodies and that their spirits would someday be united with their bodies on that resurrection day. Now, does it seem logical to try to prove something by the example of something that is not believable? I'm referring to the Adam and Eve story. If Adam and Eve were not true, then Paul would lose his case for a resurrection. Paul believed that Genesis was authoritative. He believed the Adam and Eve story. Not only here in Corinthians did he allude to it, but also in his epistle to the Romans. Listen to what he wrote in Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man 
sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the transgression, for if by the transgression of the one the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to many. Paul continues in verse 17, For if by the transgression of the one death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so, through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. For as through the one man's disobedience, and of course that's Adam, the context demands that interpretation, for as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, even so, through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. Did Paul believe that sin came from one man? He did. This whole context is based on it. The theology concerning sin is based on the teaching of the Bible connected to the Genesis account of the creation of man and woman. Paul, in this context here, contrasts Adam and Jesus. Adam brought sin and death. If there was no Adam, Paul is writing pure nonsense, and there would be no truth in justification. Neither would there be any sin problem. You see, the validity of the creation story is critical to the Christian faith. If there were no Adam there would be no sin. And if there is no sin, we need not feel any guilt. And if there is no guilt, there certainly can't be any judgment. And if all this is false, since Paul and Jesus claim to be speaking for God, then we might as well forget about God. The biblical story of creation, as attested to by both the Son of God and Paul the Apostle, is either true or it is a myth. We need to make a decision. Can we believe Jesus and can we believe the Apostle? Can we believe Moses? If we can't, we're wasting our time with the Christian faith and we need to look elsewhere and try to find a word from God. Adam and Christ are inseparable. We either take both of them, or we can have neither of them, because Jesus believed there was an Adam. Scientists tell us it did not happen that way. 
They are the ones who do not believe that Jesus rose from the grave, and therefore they do not believe his testimony about creation, so they have invented a so-called scientific theory of creation. The question is, with whom will you stand? Will you stand with Jesus, Paul, and the Gospel writers, or so-called science? How you answer that question determines what you believe about the Word of God. Jesus said, God had spoken, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Is there a word from the mouth of God? Has he spoken? The Son of God proved that God had spoken. And in a way, God is still speaking through these Bible teaching broadcasts. They're coming to you because of the generosity of Bible believers. And the Radio Bible Course has become their ministry as well as mine. The Radio Bible Course believes that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. All of it is inspired. And many people support this program because they want it taught verse by verse. They also support it because they know that their gifts to the Radio Bible Course are not used to pay salaries or benefits to anyone. That's because we are a ministry of volunteers who desire to help you to discover God's truth in the Bible by verse-by-verse exposition. We hope you are benefiting. If you have been blessed by these Bible teaching broadcasts, Won't you write and tell us about it? And when you write, please include the call letters of the station on which you hear the Radio Bible Course. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calabota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.com. 